It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We're here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, the Braves have locked up their man. Is Debo staying? Hmm. Also, the Braves are making some moves here as we're at the trade deadline. It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chakri here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Or hitting hard with Locked On Sports Atlanta here with John Chuckery. Uh, as always, we ask you to head to YouTube.com. And when you get a chance to hit that subscribe button uh, on our page, become a part of our ever-growing community. Leave us a comment if you would. We're free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. And, of course, give me a follow on my personal Twitter page as well, at jmch 3 one six. Well, the Braves have locked up their man as Austin Riley gets a whew, got a really nice deal. Two hundred twelve million dollars for the next 10 years with an option for an 11th year. That's a club option. 11th year that would be worth another twenty one million dollars. Could be as much as two hundred thirty two million dollars over the next 11 years. Now, I will say I'm a little bit surprised that he was first. Right. We've talked about the big three. That's out there right now for the Braves. You have Dansby Swanson who's going to be a free agent at the end of this year. Freed has two years of arbitration that's available to him. And Riley had actually three years of arbitration that was available to him. Now, I've got no issue, no problem, obviously, with locking up Riley. And I think he got a really good deal. And I think he's paid fair market value. But it is interesting is that he is the first guy, if you will, to quote unquote, work with the Braves to get one of these deals done. Now. What does that mean for Dansby? Mm, I still believe that Dansby is going to be one of the casualties that will move on. Not so much that they won't spend the money, because here's the thing now. I know we've criticized and we've critiqued Liberty Media and the money they've spent or not spent or been willing to go and do at different times, right? But you can't argue now that they aren't putting money out for players and locking up this core, right? <clears throat> whether it's the Matt Olson deal, whether it was Ozuna, whether now it's Austin Riley, you know, Ronnie, Ozzie, you have so much of your core that is locked up 
and they forked out a lot of money. And this is going to put them in the top 10 as far as payrolls go. Now, if they add Dansby and if they bring, you know, obviously get a deal done for Max Fried, who's probably going to be another $200 million contract, they're going to be a top five, six, seven payroll in Major League Baseball. It's going to be hard for that narrative that they don't spend money to be there anymore. So certainly you look at the fact that the Braves are now putting their money where their mouth is and locking these guys up. And obviously Riley's having another monster season. He's in the mix for the MVP. He's probably a top five candidate. He's probably, you know, if you got Goldschmidt, Freddie, you know, maybe Mookie Betts, but, you know, he's obviously been hurt. You know, Riley's right there in that discussion with guys of who should be the MVP of the league. So it makes all the sense in the world. And if you think about, you know, this is a good deal for both parties. Getting them locked up now for $20, 21000000 million a year, okay, that's a pretty good chunk of change. But, you know, if you talk about what's Austin Riley in, let's say, three to five years, he could be a $30, 35000000 million player, right? And this way, Riley's getting $212 million, not going to shed any tears. Right now, at $21, 20000000-plus million a year, Riley is, you know, getting paid fair market value. That's probably about where he is. I think Dansby's a guy who's going to get $20 million as a shortstop. So Riley's right there in line with it. So this is one of those deals that it seems like it makes a lot of sense for both teams. And I think this was a great time to get this thing done because you're trying to get some of these contracts out of the way. You're trying to get past the idea of waiting for this guy to get to free agency and that guy. And I think the Braves may have learned their lesson a little bit with Freddie Freeman, just in... Does it make sense to let a guy play all the way through and get to a free agent here? The other part of this, too, is remember that whole controllable years narrative? Remember all that? That, oh, well, we don't want to bring him up right now because, you you know, we we want that extra controllable year. Okay, remind me again, did Ronald Acuna Jr. go through all of his arbitration years before he signed? No? Oh, okay, all right. Well, remind me then. Obviously, Mike Trout went through all of his arbitration years before he signed a long-term. Oh, oh, he didn't? Oh, okay. So that narrative is as stupid as could be. When people talk about, oh, it makes sense to keep him down in the minors because the Braves can get an extra year. If he's a star player for your team and he's a guy who's going to be a core piece of your team, you don't worry about controllable years or anything like that. You bring your guys up and you play them when they're ready. And if they're good enough, you're going to extend them and give them a contract before you get through all these stupid controllable, you know, um, arbitration years and all that stuff. So that's all nonsense. And I'm glad to see that that's been blown up out of it. Like I said, though, I am a little bit surprised that Riley was the first domino to fall. And what's the old saying? It takes two to tango. This is probably a situation where they've probably made offers to Max Fried and Dansby Swanson, but Riley obviously very much liked his, liked his offer. And came through. And the fact that they gave him a decade with an 11th year option. By the way, too, another narrative that's been crushed. Remember when y'all told me about how you can't sign players to $20 million contracts when they're in their mid-30s and stuff like that? Remember the whole thing with Fred? Oh, you can't give him 20-something million at 35 years old. Y'all know Riley's going to get $21 million when he's 35, right? And he's got an option for when he's 36 years old to have another 20 million. But anyway, that's all right. Listen, you know, again, we we've we've blown that up. We've blown that narrative up too. So we don't have to worry about all of that kind of crazy stuff, you know, either. This deal makes all the sense in the world. I'm just a little bit surprised that he was the first domino to fall. And now setting the marketplace for what Dansby Swanson can get, setting the marketplace for what Max Fried can get. Because look, Max Fried 
probably with a starter, it's not a 10-year deal. Okay, I don't think that any starting pitcher in the league, whether it's DeGrom, Scherz, or whatever, those guys aren't even getting 10-year deals. But Max Fried is probably a 20 to $25 million starter right now in the league. You know, if you told me that he would get, you know, five for 125, okay, I'd tell you that that's probably about where, you know, that where he's looking. He, again, though, maybe not over 10 years, but if you put a Max Freed on the open marketplace and you have a top-of-the-rotation left-handed starter in Major League Baseball with the numbers and the analytics and everything he has, you know, he could probably stretch into the $30 million range. I'm not sure the Braves are going to give him 30, but I'm going to be very curious to see what the offer is, what kind of money Max Freed eventually signs for. Because, look, Riley's an important piece to keep. Freed is an important piece to keep. I think Swanson's an important piece to keep as well. I just think that I wonder if with all the contracts that they're handing up, if there isn't somebody who has to be sacrificed, right? Is there somebody who at the end of the day has to be sacrificed? And, you know, the old saying of you can't sign everybody, right? That could be where Dansby Swanson ends up because on the open marketplace, he may end up getting, you know, a, a bigger contract than what the Braves are looking to get. Somebody may give him a, a huge deal, even if it's short term, but for big money per year. So good for the Braves on getting this done. I think it's a great deal for both sides. And now you have one more piece that is locked up in your core. Now, we're going to talk about Debo uh, and Deion Jones here in just a uh, minute. But first, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Dave. This is the banking app that helps you to get as much as $500 instantly with their extra cash. Look, I know a lot of folks... Kids started back up with school yesterday, right? You've been spending money on school clothes. You're buying all the groceries for lunches and stuff like that. That's like making a car payment in today's world, right? So sometimes you get a little bit short and you got to fill up the gas tank. It's still like, you know, having to put, you know, airplane fuel uh, in. I mean, it's not cheap. So sometimes you get a little bit behind and you need a little bit of help to kind of catch up. That's where Dave comes in. So what we want you to do is we want you to head over to your favorite app store right now and download the Dave app, D-A-V-E, D-A-V-E, Dave. Download that app. And I want you to go in and sign up for their extra cash account that could get you up to as much as $500 instantly. So for terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer, instant transfer fees applies. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC, but check out the Dave app and you may have a chance to pick up as much as $500 instantly if you sign up for their extra cash account. We know people get a little bit behind. You need a little bit of extra money out there. Dave is away and Dave is somebody who's trying, the Dave app is trying to help you out and catch up a little bit. So check it out today. So Jeff Schultz yesterday put out this tweet. Now take this for what you will, cryptic or not cryptic or whatever like that. He said, quote, the Falcons have failed in attempts to this point to trade linebacker Deion Jones, but have decided not to cut him, a source said, believing he won't be a distraction to the team and salary cap savings are minimal. The team continues to monitor Jones' attitude and rehab from shoulder surgery. Say that five times real fast. Now, I was out of training camp on Friday, and it was kind of funny watching Deion Jones working way off to the side doing some drills and some ball work and all this kind of stuff and everything like that. All right. I mean, it just was kind of funny to watch Dion over there. So here's the thing. Do I think that, do I think that the Falcons are trying to trade him? Yes. Do I think that the Falcons are not getting much of a return investment on Dion? Yeah. 
I don't think they're getting much at all. You know, the idea of what Deion Jones is as a player and what his value is in teams understanding that the Falcons probably need to move on from him is driving down what his value on the marketplace is. So if the Falcons eventually do trade Dion, and I think that's what will happen, is that they're not going to get a lot in return. And when I tell you I'm not a lot in return, if I saw that they got like a fifth or sixth round pick, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised at all. But I don't think the Falcons are going to cut Deion Jones. And I'll tell you why I don't think they're going to cut Deion Jones. I think the reason they are not going to cut Deion Jones is the idea of a couple of things. One is that you're better off to try to have the player. Because I don't think Deion Jones is a distraction. I don't think Deion Jones is coming out saying, I want out of Atlanta. I don't want to be here. This, that, and the other. I think the other thing, too, is saving face. I think it would be a bad look for this team to go in and cut the guy and not get anything back in return and just let him walk and go help another team. You know, the idea of cutting him and then he signs with the Cowboys and you pair him up with Micah Parsons and he goes out and crushes the league and the Falcons have egg on their face. I don't think they want to go through that because let's face it from a financial standpoint, right? At this point, does it matter if you eat salary on Deion Jones? No, right? You've already sold everybody on, we're going to have the most dead money in the history of the NFL. Deion Jones isn't changing that. You're already at the highest number in the history of the league. Deion Jones just adds to it. He just makes it harder for the next team to set that record. That's all it is. At this point, you're giving up all the cash, but you want something in return for him. And you don't want to just tell your fans, yeah, we just let him go. Even though, you know, he's got some value out there, but teams are not stupid either. Team Franchises know that the Falcons are kind of in a tough position. So the financial aspect of it, I don't think really matters. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the idea that, um, you know, that, that the, that the, they're worried about savings. Hell, at this point, I think the Falcons are worried about saving cap space or cap money or anything like that. Falcons don't care at this point. They, they, they've already, <laughs> they've already set the bar for most dead money ever. Adding Deion Jones is not going to be that big of a deal. But why would you not try to get something for him? And I think that what's going to end up happening is, is that they're not going to cut Dion. They're going to end up trading him. But what are you going to get back from him? And that's the thing. You're not going to get much of anything back from him. Not because of his value or anything like that, but teams are not stupid. You know, not every GM is a moron. Not every GM is, you know, desperate to just add a guy or going to give up, you know, valuable assets for a guy. Dion is probably worth a mid-round draft pick at this point. And that's probably where his lot in life is. So I still don't think that Deion Jones is going to be here at the end of the day. I don't think from a football fit for what Dean Pease's defense wants or looks for and understand and look at, we, we talk about the profile of their wide receivers and what they're looking for and the size and the catch radius and all this kind of stuff. Okay, well, look at what they're bringing in for linebackers. Look at the Troy Andersons and the Rashawn Evans. Look at the guys that they're bringing in at linebacker. Bigger, more physical guys, guys who can come up the line and take on a blocker if need be and still make a play out of all of it. Dion doesn't fit that. Dion, it's funny because, you know, Dion is, if you put him in the right system, let him run around sideline to sideline, make plays, cover guys, things like that. I think Dion has a lot of value to certain teams, certain types of defenses. Probably playing with Dan, honestly, in Dallas. That's probably would be a great place for him to go and let him run around and do his thing while Michael Parsons goes and eats and destroys quarterbacks and does his thing. 
But in this defense with Dean Pease and running that 3-4 system out there, there's going to be times when he's going to have to take on blockers that are coming at him. Well, I don't know that he's physically equipped and capable of doing that. So hence, you go out and get a 250-pound linebacker, 240-pound linebacker. And it may not sound like much for guys to be 15, 20 pounds heavier than another guy, but when a lot of that is muscle, um, yeah, it is a big difference. And, and if you can do anything to shed those blockers and try to make a play, you do it. So I think Dion at the end of the day is going to be a casualty of this team. And again, it's going to be kind of strange to think that if they move on from Dion, now you're down to what Jake Matthews, uh, Jake Matthews and Grady are the only two players going to be left from the Super Bowl team. But think about that. That hasn't been 20 years ago that we played in the Super Bowl. It's only been what, six years ago that the Falcons were in the Super Bowl. And if you lose Dion, you're down to your last two players that were on that Super Bowl team. But I think the Falcons are going to find a way to trade him because teams are going to either get somebody hurt or at the end of the you know training camp, you're trying to finish out your roster and you feel like you still have, you, know, you don't have your issue solved at linebacker or whatever like that, right? You still don't feel like that you're completely solved. So you go out there and make it. Remember, I'll give you a perfect example. The Falcons, when they traded for Andy Levitre, if you remember, they traded for Andy Levitre the week, the first week of the regular season. They, they, Coming out of, out of training camp and preseason and everything, going into week one of the regular season, that's when they traded for Andy Levitre. And, of course, he locked down the right guard spot, and that was the Super Bowl year, and, you know, off we went, things like that. So that those kinds of things happen in the NFL that you could trade for a position of need late in the game before you get into the regular season. I think that's what's going to happen with Deion Jones. And I think what's going to be interesting is we've talked about here on the show before the idea of what does their inside linebacker spot look like? Is Michael Walker going to get a shot in there? What's Evans look like? Kiewitkowski, right? Troy Anderson, who they drafted. You know, there's going to be some competition. That's that's the buzzword that we're hearing, right? The, the number one buzzword that we're hearing in training camp is competition, competition, competition. I think part of the problem for the Falcons is, do you have the right guys to compete uh, with everybody? I mean, that's that's another story for another day as far as what the quality of their roster goes. But I don't think that the Falcons are looking to cut him. And I think that they are going to end up trading him when all is said and done. But I think that folks are going to be disappointed with what the return is going to be on all of this. I think people are going to be surprised at the fact that they don't get a whole lot for Dion. And at one time, you'd have thought that would be crazy talk that Dion Jones would have been worth this, this, or this. But now when teams know you got to move on from him and the financial burden that he presents and things like that, that you have to kind of accept what it is that you're going to get from him. So we'll see what happens, but I still believe that at the end of the day, Deion Jones is going to be gone, and unfortunately, he will not be an Atlanta Falcon. All right, we'll talk about the Braves' moves here in just a second, but first, I want to talk about my folks over at betonline.net, the fastest, easiest way to check on all of your betting needs, find your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. Look, baseball season full go right now. All kinds of games taking place. We're about to start NFL preseason, right? That starts on Thursday. with the Hall of Fame game. I'm going to roll right in the NFL season. How much football happens later this month? You know, we're going to get into still golf, boxing, MMA, everything that's still out there on the table. If you betonline.net is your place to go. Your top online resource for sports wagering information, live in-game betting, scores, podcasts, everything that you need is right there in the palm of your hand on your mobile device. Betonline.net. Betonline is where the game starts. Now, now yesterday, 
late last night, by the way, not, not real early, but late last night, the Braves started making some moves, right? Today is the trade deadline, by the way, in Major League Baseball. So Braves started making some moves. One move that they did was they brought in Robbie Grossman, outfielder for the Detroit Tigers. Okay, I mean, he, he's kind of a guy who, you know, certainly starts. He's played a little bit of all positions. He's played some left. He's played some right. He's played a handful of games in center field for them. Right now, Grossman on the season has got two homers, 23 RBI. He's played 83 games, 273 at-bats. He's hitting 205 with a 313 on base and a 282 slugging, 595 uh, OPS out there. Yeah, All right. He's a switch hitter. I like that. Uh, I like the fact that, that he's able to hit from the left-hand side. Um, you know, this is just a depth piece is all that this is, right? This is just finding a guy who can start for you if you need a guy, right? I mean, if you need somebody to start in your outfield, he's a guy who could do that. He's certainly done that for the Detroit Tigers this year. Obviously, he's coming from an organization that's not very good, but all right, so it kind of is what it is. Then the other move that the Braves, and we got confirmation that this happened earlier this morning, is the fact that the Houston Astros have traded uh, one of their starters, Jake Odorizzi, to the Atlanta Braves in exchange for Will Smith. So for those that have all the panic and all the um, palpitations and things like that for when Will Smith comes into a game, the Will Smith era here, you know, for the Atlanta Braves is over. And I think because of some of the other pitchers that they've had this year, the Colin McHughes, the Dylan Lees, the AJ Minters, and the seasons that they've gotten out of those guys, it's made it easier to move on from Will Smith. And again, you feel like with AJ Minter, especially, there's no reason why AJ Minter can't be your setup guy. There's no reason why he can't be an eighth inning guy and let Jansen come in and relieve at that point. So Oda Rizzi, by the way, is a guy who has started a good bit. Uh, he's got 12 starts this year for the uh, Houston Astros, four and three with a 3.75 ERA, 60 innings pitched, 52 hits given up, five homers, which is a pretty good number, 46 strikeouts, and 17 walks. So he's almost a three-to-one strikeout-to-walk guy, only averaging just under seven strikeouts per nine innings. Okay, I mean, he's fine. I mean, it's another guy that if you feel like Ian Anderson can't get some things figured out, even though he was good in his last start, or if you want to start to monitor Spencer Strider, just from a standpoint of not burning him out through August and September before we get in the playoffs, okay. I mean, it, it makes sense to do all of that. Now, they brought Adrianza in yesterday to give them another second baseman, right? So you got a starter, you got an infielder, um, you got another outfielder out there. Are the Braves done? Probably not. You know, I think the Braves have at least one more move. I think the Braves, even with Kirby Yates coming through rehab and going to be up soon, I think the Braves are still going to go look for one more relief pitcher to put into that bullpen. One more guy that they can drop into that bullpen. Especially now that you've given up Will Smith and things like that. They need they need somebody else in that bullpen to kind of help them out. Even the best bullpens in Major League Baseball, you don't want to you, – you can't have enough arms. Let's put it like that, right? The old axiom of baseball – you can't have enough arms. Grossman, as far as being a starting outfielder, eh, I'm not super excited about that move. But again, we have to trust what Alex Anthopoulos does, right? 
given the fact that he completely rebuilt the outfield last year and you found the NLCS MVP and the World Series MVP at the trade deadline last year, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because last year, Soler wasn't hitting with a crap. Rosario wasn't hitting a whole lot. And those guys came in and made huge contributions. And obviously a guy who's hitting 205 with a 595 OPS is not going to really move the meter, but he's got a little bit of extra base punch. Uh, he's got three stolen bases. Uh, doesn't walk very much. I mean, you know, he's you know got 38 walks on the season to 90 strikeouts. So he fits the profile of what the Braves want to do, right? Strike out like crazy and not hit for high average. But it's fine. You know, I, I think that these are some moves that the Braves felt like they needed to just secure some things. Have the Braves made any kind of real splashy moves? No, but they didn't really need to make any kind of splashy move. That that wasn't really what the intent was. Look, Otani, Soto, all that. That's great. Those guys aren't going anywhere right now. Had Bob Nightingale on the show last night talking about, you know, Otani was never going to get traded here at the deadline. Soto probably not going to get traded. It wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Wait for your deals and things like that. So the Braves are not going to be in the market for any kind of real splashy move. They just needed some certain pieces to help them out. And I still think bullpen help is the next thing that we're going to find today. So double A's out there working his magic. He's doing his thing. I think Odorizzi is a nice pickup. I think he's a pretty good pitcher. And let's face it, he's coming from a really good organization, right? He's coming from one of the premier organizations in the American League and the Houston Astros. Whether you like him or don't like him, you can't argue with the fact that they're one of the best organizations in Major League Baseball in developing talent and what they have on their roster. So I think that's a good move. And it cost you Will Smith, who for a lot of Braves fans, let's face it, they weren't big Will Smith guys. I liked Will Smith. I thought he did an outstanding job for the Braves last year. Um, I think he was a big reason why they were a World Series champion. I thought he played a really good role in that and certainly helped hold down the closer spot. Wasn't perfect, but if you look, his numbers among closers were as good as anybody in the league last year. But that era has come to an end, and you don't have a high price setup guy now. You know, Smith was costing you, what, $11, $12 million, basically as a setup guy, not as a closer anymore with Jansen in the fold. So getting Odorizzi makes some sense, right? And this is what's going to be interesting is if Ian Anderson can build off of what he had in his last start, then it'll be interesting to see where Odorizzi fits in. Is he going to take some burden off of what Spencer Strider, because he's almost at, you know, his most innings that he's ever pitched and things like that. So going to be interesting to see what happens with more Spencer Strider than Ian Anderson. All right, want to quickly talk to you guys about my folks over at Coffee AM, coffeeam.com. Listen, these are one of my favorite folks out there right now. You know I'm a coffee junkie. I'm drinking my coffee right now. I have my multiple cups a day. Coffeeam.com is the place to go. If you're looking for a great little local coffee company, they're based out of Canton, Georgia. Coffee AM is the place to go. You like organic, you like fair trade, you like flavored coffees, whatever, you need K-cups, whatever your style is, coffeeam.com. Look through their big menu selection of coffees, teas, gift sets, everything that's available to you there right now. And for being a Locked On Sports Atlanta listener, if you head to coffeeam.com backslash locked on today, okay, go through their menu of coffees, teas, gift sets. When you put that order together, okay, so you got your order picked out, beat, bada, boop, bada, bop, we got your order all picked out ready to go okay when you get to check out i want you to use the coupon code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on at checkout and you'll get 15 percent off that first order of coffee teas and gift sets locked on at checkout l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to get 15 percent off your first order of coffee teas and gift sets i love these folks 
can't say enough good things about them. And I'm so glad that they're part of the show. CoffeeAM.com, the best small batch coffee roaster in America. All right, we thank you so much for making Hit and Hard with John Chuck where your first listen every day. Make A to Z with Mark Zeno, your second listen every day. Mark's back talking all things Atlanta sports. Of course, opinions you may not like, but you know that you got to hear. Free and available on our YouTube page at Locked On Sports Atlanta. Hit that subscribe button. Be a part of our ever-growing community. Don't forget, we are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Of course, leave us a five-star review there. And then give me a follow on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. This has been Hitting Hard. We'll be back with you tomorrow on Locked on Sports Atlanta. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.